Hello, and welcome to the Thrive Mindset Podcast. I am so glad you are here with me. My name is Carrie Dale, and I am your host. I am an entrepreneur, author, podcaster, manifester, and motivator. And I am on a mission to empower you to create the life of your dreams. If you are looking to uplevel your life, relationships, finances, productivity, and success, you have come to the right place. I will share with you tools, resources, strategies, my failures, and my successes that have all helped me achieve the life of my dreams. It is my goal with this podcast to help you see your potential and empower you to create the life of your dreams. So let's get to it. Welcome back to the Thrive Mindset Podcast. I'm Carrie Dale, your host. This week, I want to take you back to August when Tressie Yanakawa and I hosted Thrive 35, Hit Your Goals in 35 Days. During that month, we met with the most beautiful, motivated women, and we spent time teaching them how they could achieve their goals. And we spent time teaching them how they could achieve their goals in just 35 days. And part of that process, we discussed the importance of changing that negative narrative to a positive narrative. So I've taken that 20 minute or so segment of Thrive 35 and put it together for you all today. I hope that you enjoy it. I hope you get something out of it. And I hope that you too can turn your negative into a positive. Tonight, I really want to focus on changing your negative energy to positive energy. Because like I've said a million times, I feel like positive energy is what manifests things and what draws people to you and draws all the good things that you're trying to do to you. And so anyways, I want to really work on that. The first part of that is a little, can be a little scary because you've got to dig into yourself a little bit and you've got to reflect on your life and what triggers you and your negativity and where it's what, why and where it's coming from. So I just want to read this, but. So does the prospect of this adventure spark excitement or perhaps a hap- or perhaps a hint of apprehension? Delving into our personal histories, even the challenging chapters may evoke a mix of emotions. Yes, it's precisely within these uh, intricate layers that we uncover the key to unlocking our bright future. How do we gracefully embrace and heal from past wounds, trauma, and insecurities? How can we rewrite the script, casting ourselves as resilient victors rather than the captives in our own histories? These are the questions that we'll explore together and work on turning our negative energy to positive energy. Let's dive in, right? How does negativity show up in you physically? Is it fatigue, aches and pains, weight gain, weight loss, nausea, dizziness, headaches? How does it show up for you guys? Avoidance. Avoidance. What about you, Jen? This is going to take some work because I really don't connect with any of these. So for me, when I'm in a bad space, like I don't eat, weight loss happens. It's, 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 it spirals that way. Or if I'm in a space where I feel really uncomfortable, it's, you know, I get sick to my stomach as a little girl. And that happened a lot for whatever reason, you know, my parents divorced when I was little and, and for whatever reason, whenever I go to my dad's house, I would always be sick to my stomach. And I'm not blaming. In fact, we have a great relationship now. But as a little girl, it was it was like the stress. It was the negativity that was happening. It was the it was the constant my mom nagging on and being mean about my dad the whole time. And so all of this negativity would just come out that way. So 
I'm sure it's there. <laughs> you just you just need to find it, maybe. What do you think, Tressa? I'm curious. Um, I'm curious how that does manifest for you, Jen. What does happen or doesn't happen? I mean, I guess if it's, I think it has to be really bad, and then and then it is like um, racing, racing heart. I've experienced a panic attack a couple of times, but it's been, um, and kind of came out of nowhere and wasn't even aware that there was negativity. So I think that's probably part of it because I am such a positive person. You are. (laughs) That I really, I'm like, well, I don't experience negative emotion very often, but that could also be because I don't let myself go to a negative place. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's avoidance, <laughs> avoiding the negative. Um, but if it works for you, you know, it can be a, it can be a tool um, if it's not harming. Yeah. And I don't feel like it is, except that maybe this panic attack that I did have a couple of years ago was a kind of a culmination of a lot of things. And that's the way it presented itself. Yeah. So yeah, there, there are typically manifestations for us. And if, if there are none, I'd I'd be really curious. So, yeah. Well, how about emotionally? Where does it come out there? For me, it's definitely low self-esteem. That's that's where emotionally it will come out. Or anxiety. Um, in fact, I was texting Tressa last night because I had uh, somebody who connected to me because of seeing me through her, and he is brilliant. And quite an author and quite intimidating um, in that sense to me. <laughs> and and he wanted to be on my podcast and he wanted to have a conversation and be interviewed. And I can't tell you like the anxiety. And it was so stupid because it always, I mean, I had to, well, we'll get there, but I had to get to my root of that, which is I, you know, I this fear of I'm not enough, which it just it comes up and it rears its head. So I think that's my point of trying to identify at least the things that do come out in you physically and emotionally and behaviorally that, that you can see in yourself and go, Oh, there's that thing. (laughs) Um, I do notice that I get really like, I want like the house really clean or like almost um, not OCD, but like I definitely when I get stressed my environment impacts how I feel. Um, and so I really having the house in order makes, uh, makes me feel better about whatever stress it is. So, which is an interesting thing. Um, cause I wasn't that way, um, necessarily growing up, but as I've gotten older, I, and probably it's control of environment because, you know, I have no control over anything. I love that. I, yeah. um, I do that too. <laughs> Me too. Is there any, what about behaviorally? Is there any, anything you saw there that, that comes out in you? I mean, I definitely get shorter, like less definitely. And I don't, I don't necessarily want to talk to people, but yeah, like an avoidance, like I just really would just rather do my own thing. Yeah. And I agree with that. I mean, I know it bounces back up to the emotional, but irritability. And it's usually like centered. It's because I'm not happy with something that I've done or I am doing. And then I'll get irritable with other people. This one might be a little hard for you, Jen, because if you're, if you're kind of not sure where your most negative 
mm-hmm. feeling is. But the one thing that really, really upsets you, like when you look at that list and you're like, what is the one thing that really bothers me? For me, that is the low self-esteem. That is the most negative feeling that I, that really triggers me, I guess, is the best way to say that. So once you can find that, and then you need to turn it into a statement as to your, your negative narrative, I guess, is a way to say that. So that you want, so you can identify it when it pops its rears its head and then, you know, push it aside, deal with it, handle it, move along. For me, so the self-esteem leads to that I am not enough. And that's my negative narrative every single time in everything. And it doesn't, I can say things like, well, I don't feel smart enough like today, you know, like last night. I mean, I felt plenty smart actually talking to him today, <laughs> but but in the in the preemptive like working up to it, I I was like, oh my gosh, am I like intelligent enough to be even talking to him? Do I have enough? Like, why is he even wanting to talk to me? Like all these things, and it all came down to that: am I enough? So I'm curious, Carrie, because you were fretting. I'm going to say fretting, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and the outcome was that you met somebody that was another human being that you got along with great. Yeah. 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 I mean, we definitely look at things differently and, (laughs) and the conversation was funny in times, but yeah, it was, and it was exactly what it was supposed to be. Right. But it took me having to like chat with you a little bit and, and get in my head a little bit and be like, Carrie, what, what is going on? Like, why are you doing this? This is an opportunity and you're, you're being, you're letting that I am not enough phrase get in the way when I can do it. Mm. So Libby, do any of, do any of the negativity that does, do any of those resonate with you so much that you're like, that's the thing? Probably like definitely social withdrawal. Like if I just am struggling, like I don't want to necessarily deal with more people. And I know that sounds really bad, especially since that's what I do for a living is help people until I can get my own self square. I don't want to add other people's drama or an energy or other, you know, other stuff. And then I definitely, when I get super like a emotional like mentally fatigued I, I sleep so what is it that makes you feel that way like what I I'm in a point in my career where I'm constantly putting myself out in a position where I'm uncomfortable so and I am scrambling all the time I don't necessarily like public speaking I mean I really I flunked it in high school and I now have to public speak almost every week and I hate it. Um, and so I really scramble if, I, if I'm if i not prepared. And that is, I think, a huge stressor for me. So in my networking group, um, I co-chair an educational uh, spotlight every week for small business owners. And so I have to research all these topics and learn them to every week to present them, which is very stressful for me. I feel like listening to you, it sounds like you feel like you failed at it in the past. You have a fear of failing at it again now. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah. So the negative I'm hearing is, is fear of failure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So how can you change that narrative? How can you not, how can you change that to? So, uh, I have the tools to present any topic given to me successfully or intelligently, um, I guess would be a better word. Your fear, Libby, of not sounding intelligent? Or what is the fear? Well, I'll be honest. Like I went to Chautauqua for for private school. And then, and I never, honestly, I couldn't, I was so behind in reading in elementary school and middle school. I didn't really like to read until my Mm thirties, even though I was a broker. Like if I had to sit down and read a book, there'd be no way. And not because I couldn't, I just really didn't enjoy it until my thirties. And people honestly thought I was just, and I wouldn't say slow because I don't have a learning disability. I just, I didn't like school. Like, I don't know. I mean, Carrie's known me my whole, pretty much my whole life. I just, that's just, I was not an academic by any means. And I still got A's. I just, yeah, it's just not my, I'm, I'm definitely was never the smart kid. Let's put it that way. But I am, I love, I, in my older life as a broker before this, and now like I did acquisitions and wrote financial reports. Um, so I love research. And so, and I love the medical field. So I have learned to be um, overly prepared. And so that makes me feel comfortable. Interesting. So the, the ways that we measure intelligence in a, in a traditional academic system um, serves not the majority of human beings, I think. I think. Yeah. So it's an interesting place for us to, to take on markers of that that last our whole lives mm-hmm. if we if we let them but because you see it you can dissect it a little bit um like you just did and open it up and be like yeah i got a's i'm a smart human i just school was school was not not the most beneficial way for me to learn yeah oh yeah yeah i mean i definitely i'm surprised i gra- uh, honestly if i could have skipped college and not my husband made me graduate like he's like you will finish <laughs> Um, but I just didn't see the point in it. I don't know. Cause people are successful in the careers without a college education. Now I'm happy I did it. I'm happy I have it, but I really struck, I have struggled my whole life with school, which is why I don't go get a master's yeah. or any, you know, like I obviously, I like learning, but the whole pressure of it makes me shut down. I think that's huge. Is there because you're able to learn. It's just not by reading necessarily. It's not your chosen way, although you can. Yeah. And I'm curious how, is, is this any kind of block to the goal that you're working on this month? Uh, no, not necessarily. I mean, failure always is a block. I mean, of course, failure is a block. So, um, and it, failure or potential failure. Potential failure. Okay. So how do you identify potential failure? That To me, that's like you're reaching into the future for something that hasn't happened yet. Is that right? how you identify it? Okay. Yeah. So just stop that, Libby. <laughs> that's so easy. <laughs> but um, that yeah. leads- when you realize people can just say no, then it's okay. Like you just this is my third year of business and it's, I've gotten really comfortable with it and you just move on. It doesn't impact me the way it did the first, you know, 
year. It's definitely a skill. I was just going to say, I mean, you're, you're talking about these negative emotions, but they're directly related to something that you you're putting yourself out there. And maybe I don't have negative emotions because I'm just living in this safe space, you know, like I could volunteer to be the one that gets up and talks in front of people, but I'm like, no, thank you. You know, but, but you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that's interesting because well, both things are very interesting. All of this is interesting, but it kind of leads to the next part of how is this biggest narrative, you know, negative narrative affecting your life. And when you envision your best life, how does that thing get in your way? And while Jen, you aren't putting yourself out there, you ultimately want to. So there is, right? So there is something. Okay. So Jen, if you are going to go out there and teach girls and women that they are worthy, you are going to have to get up and speak. Right. And what would hold you back from doing that? Just putting yourself out there? Potential failure. Yeah. Being judged. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting because I find myself being, I'm not a very judgmental person. I really, you know, but, um, but I definitely have that fear. So I think, I think you, I think you have something that you can find that really will be the one trigger you'll notice, especially as you're moving into this. I know like, like you were afraid last week about social media. Like you were afraid to put, (laughs) see, (laughs) so I, I guess the point is just to identify it and, and really really narrow it down to what it is. I mean, because you, again, like I can say I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough, all these things, but really it just comes down to the, I'm not enough. And that that's just my one little thing. And I have to work daily actually on it. So So have you seen, I'm just curious, like, because you have been working daily, have you seen improvement? Like when this guy, you know, you had to have a conversation with him and what would the carry of six months ago said? I would have done it six months ago. I, I would, I mean, I would have um, come up with an excuse to push it off a little bit. I would have um, really worried about it. I would have stuttered over my words. I, uh, yeah, I, I would have, I would have been so nervous. Like I would have been shaking and I, and I wasn't. And, you know, I mean, just, just getting a little affirmation from Tressa that I was seen and feeling a certain way and that because she knew, you know, she's met with him before too. I just, that helped. And then Jeff actually made me more nervous <laughs> because he kind of got him in a different way. And he's like, you should ask this and you should ask that. And I'm like, no, that's like your questions. These are my <laughs> questions. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, Carrie, six months ago, when, yeah, I, I wouldn't have been able to do it. What? Right. I want you to, will you say that again? Cause I'm like, what? Carrie, six months ago, wouldn't have been able to do it that yeah what, Carrie said, what, shift, what did you shift just my mindset and 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 recognizing that I am enough and that that is not true even though I've it's a story I've told myself my whole life it is not true and so and the, brain, the brain needs proof so yeah. Libby is you're calling people and having like it's a numbers game so Will we ever be 90% successful with sales calls? Probably not. Will we be one to 10% successful? Much more likely. Um, and as you're calling and as you have those successes, 
and and can start letting go of the the people who weren't right for you or you weren't right for them. It tells our brain that you're going to survive. Mm-hmm. So every no that you don't burst into flames, you know, um, or disappear in some way is reinforcement to your brain and to what I call the mean girls club in my head. You might have another word for it. Um, ego, whatever that is, um, that wants to keep us safe. Every time you survive something that's hard, you win because your brain goes, Oh, we're okay. All right. And so it's important for us to get uncomfortable so we can grow. And it's been said a million times by a million different people. We have to put ourselves in positions to get uncomfortable. And that might be driving a different way to the grocery store and not using Google Maps. You know, like it can be something like that. It can be noticing which hand you use to open the door and changing to a different hand. Like we just need to give the impulse that we're doing something different that's unfamiliar. It's one of the reasons why in yoga, when you, when they say, you know, hands above your head, like reaching up, palms touching and pointing fingers and now switch the way your thumbs are. And it's like weird. So imagine doing that on a stage or in a bigger place or a place where you can fail, where, where it can be so uncomfortable that you seize up, you know, that like what happens then? Mm-hmm. And, and having just come from, from doing some speaking um, in LA with Steve Sims, I will tell you that when that happened to people and it's happened to me before, when that has happened and what I witnessed was, the beauty of people taking a few breaths and continuing on. And that's in a big place in front of people. So, you know, what's, what is the the worst thing that can happen? And is that something that's preventing you from getting your goals or has contributed to the pattern of you not doing the thing or the things? And if it is, look it in the eyes and go, yeah, I'm going to walk on you this time and we're going to see what happens. Thank you again for listening to the Thrive Mindset Podcast. I hope today that you learned something. I hope that you were motivated, inspired. I hope that it just sends you away with something to think about. And mostly, I hope that you are able to start identifying those negatives in your life and changing them into something positive because that switch makes a massive difference. And again, if you like the podcast, if you got anything out of it, I just hope that you share, like, subscribe, all the things and comment. Let me know what you want to hear, what you, um, what's going on in your lives. And above all else, remember that I believe in you and you can manifest the life of your dreams.